Hi everyone, and welcome to the 181st episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. How's it going? Going good, going good. You know, keeping busy, you know. What about you? It's great. It's uh, it's actually cooling off. It's cooling off in Japan for once. There's actually, like, right now, currently, this, like, really horrible typhoon that's, like, ripping through the center of Japan, but, uh... Uh, I'm, I'm in the southern part of Japan, so we actually kind of lucked out and dodged that, but yeah, it's looking pretty bad in like Tokyo, Osaka area. Hopefully everybody's okay there, but otherwise down here, man, it's so beautiful. And I I will say I had, uh, (laughs) an interesting adventure yesterday making popcorn. Was it, was it an excellent adventure? It was not an excellent adventure. It was a bad adventure Uh. where popcorn was burnt, but yeah, basically popcorn, like, Okay, popcorn exists in Japan, but yeah. popcorn in Japan is usually kind of like that, uh, like pre-popped popcorn that comes in a bag, kind of like a bag of chips. You know, they have the white cheddar. It's it's usually like that kind of a popcorn, not like popcorn that you can like make yourself. But yesterday, when I was in in the city, you know, at a uh shop called Max Value. Uh, there was on the, on a rack that was like, kind of like on the side of, uh, an aisle that was there. They had on the rack, this popcorn that is the popcorn. It's not like the microwavable popcorn. It's the popcorn that has like its own like little tin, like cup that it's holding it all in. And you, you sort of like put it on, on a stove burner and you, oh, you oh, know, those, cook it that way. Ones? Yeah, it's a classic one, exactly. And, you know, I, I bring it home, and I'm going to make it because I, I was planning to watch Avengers Infinity War, but um, I, I so far have only seen half of that, so still not done watching it. But um, the popcorn, so I, I, I'm following the instructions. I read it on the back. I'm like, okay, got it, uh, except I missed one step. I... I an, an an important, unfortunately important critical step. I missed the one step right in the center of the plastic that the, you know, the balloon forms. They're in the center of the plastic. There was this little pull tab that you're supposed to pull first because it has a little hole in the center. And then as it's popping the popcorn, it has a little hole in the center. So gas can escape and it doesn't, you know, burn the popcorn. Except I didn't do that, so I burned the popcorn, and it was awful, and it smelled, and yeah, it, it, it was it was a traumatic experience. I had At least to. You tried. I, I tried. Good news, uh, Japanese apartments. We got fume hoods over all our gas burners, so I put that fume hood on max. I went to one side of my apartment and opened a window in one room, and then I went to the side of the apartment where the. Uh, Offend, offending popcorn happened and then I opened the slide door there and had wind blowing through the apartment very heavily I also have Febreze and made heavy use of Febreze so we are fine the apartment has been dis- disinfected we're okay it was just a weird adventure it anyway. was that must, have been, that must have been fun though Hey, at least, at least was- you learned your lesson for next time I learned my lesson for next time. Pull the pull tab. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was our popcorn adventure. Anyway, 
Let's, let's talk about the podcast. So for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. We have a two-segment show today. We have news and we have a question segment. Is it really news? We'll find out. You be the judge. Maybe. In our question segment, we have a whole bunch of, like, really nice questions. And, uh, yeah, in a wave of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have Nahika Blaui, Chris Morales, Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58, Michael Graham, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, Tori Patrick, Fayez Bilal, Alex Ray Snyder, who's at Alex Ray Snyder, Louis James, Rachel Casterton, who's at Orbayun Ray, Muhammad Quaim, and Churro, if you can take these last ones. We got Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namjin, Keith Field, who's at The Mighty Keith, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Miles Ribbons, Ishmael Aya at Red Peppers, Rob Porter at ScoreTeeperT1, David Calro, Tobias Kepi, who's at the Tobias Kepi, Vita Nitas, and Jonic Nod, who is at Jonic Nod. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And I just want to do a quick talk about the the YouTube, how that's going. So uh, as you guys probably know, we did recently relaunch the YouTube channel, uh, which you can find at youtube.com slash khunionvids. Uh, We just finished making a video. Uh, It may already be live by the time you hear this. May or may not. I don't know. Depends on when it actually goes live. But I did finish the video, at least. Uh, And it should be about the full evolution of guest characters in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, So definitely give that a watch. Give that a like. Share that around. Uh, Me and Churro worked pretty good on that one. So um, uh, in addition to that, our Kingdom Hearts remake video. Good golly, that thing is still going strong. We're at uh, 4,500-ish views at the time of this recording. I think on the last podcast, it was like maybe 2,000, so we've already doubled that. So really happy with how that that video is doing. Thank you, guys. uh, doing well. And actually, uh, Churro, our first video that we made, the the Kingdom Hearts Remind uh, trailer discussion, that's actually almost at 1,000 views, too. Like, that even... Even that one's doing good, and we we knocked that thing out so fast. So hey, gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere, right? So yeah, we're doing really good. Um, I, I want to put out a challenge to you guys. I have I have this this weird information to give you guys. So apparently, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit inside information about our YouTube channel. So I went looking in the YouTube analytics for some reason. In so in the YouTube analytics, you're able to see what ways people get to your channel, like how, like what what things led people to find your channel, and one of the ways you can f- see that is uh like YouTube search terms. Like if someone were to search for something on YouTube and then they decided to click on your video out of 
someone else's video, for example, what YouTube search terms led them to your channel specifically compared to others? Well, for whatever reason, one of our most popular YouTube search terms is Kingdom Hearts Peter Pan. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, both our Kingdom Hearts Union deep dive stream covering Neverland, Peter Pan, and also, weirdly enough, our most popular Peter Pan video is our Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories deep dive stream where we go to Neverland. That is our most popular video when it comes to... uh, That's actually... One of our most popular videos, our our most most popular video is that we did a re-upload of like Tetsuya Nomura doing a speed drawing of Sora. That one's like at 76,000-ish views. But in terms of like the most popular video that we actually made, uh, just randomly, the Chain of Memories deep dive, uh, the Chain, Chain of Memories deep dive stream of the Peter Pan world, that's the most popular one. So I think right now. Yeah, right now it's still above our Kingdom Hearts 1 remake video, but I think the remake video will soon overtake it. But I'm trying to think. So since people are coming to our channel that are searching for the search terms Kingdom Hearts Peter Pan, I'm just wondering, is there a video topic that we could cover about Peter Pan in Kingdom Hearts so we could capitalize on our youtube algorithm thing that's going on here like there's got to be something about peter pan in kingdom hearts that you guys want to know about that maybe we could cover in a video if you guys have any ideas for what we could do for that i know it's a weird request but if you guys have any ideas of a video topic idea for peter pan and kingdom hearts i would greatly appreciate it for whatever reason youtube thinks we are the number one source for all discussions related to Kingdom Hearts and Peter Pan. So I think we need to like maybe, we maybe need to like add work that to the tagline. Yeah, we're the we're the number one source for, for Kingdom Peter Hearts Pan. and Peter Pan. There we specifically. Go. Kingdom Hearts Union. Oh man, that's great. So yeah, let's 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 see if you if you have any ideas for that, please let us know. And you know, just as a reminder, as always, consider all videos that we upload as experiments so far. It, you know, it, 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 right now we're still f- playing around with formatting and how we want to do things and, and all that. So if you have any feedback for any of the videos, please leave that in the comment section. If you ha- if you like a video, please like it. If you don't like it, let us know and, you know, maybe we can change that. And if there's a particular format, specifically if there's a format that you like, let us know. They're like, oh, yeah, I like the format of this video or no, I like the format of this video instead. Let us know that. And then we can make more content like that in the future. All right, so moving on to the news. Churro, we have two topics of news that we need to discuss. But are there really news, though? Are there really news? That's, that is the big question. So the first bit of news is... Happy birthday, Tetsuya Nomura! Your, your birthday was October 8th. And this podcast will come out literally seven days too late. But thanks... Thanks for all the years of working on the Kingdom Hearts series. I know. I, I tweeted Nomura. that happy birthday to him. And- yeah. Tetsuya Nomura, by the way, is 49 years old. Um, Ooh. So. I, wonder, I wonder what he's going to do next year when he heads to Big 5-0. I know. What, what's going to happen? Uh, I mean, it's it's anyone's guess, but uh, I hope 
I hope this has been a great year for him. He's 49 years old, and uh, he's he's done so much with his career. And uh, yeah, there's there's so much looking forward to him. I'm actually surprised he's he's 49. You know, considering how you know he's always seems so young to me. Like, I mean, he always. Especially his like fashion, his fashion sense is always like definitely a younger guy. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's only a compliment, you know. If if I think he's younger than he actually is, so. So yeah, to see you tomorrow. Happy birthday! Our next bit of news question mark. Maybe I mean, that's what we should, we should call the segment news question mark. <laughs> Sora was featured in the 2020 edition of the Guinness Book of World Records for Games for being the most recurring main character in a Square Enix game. That's actually kind of interesting. Like, I mean, it makes sense, but like, it never occurred to me to think about Sora in that way that he's the most recurring main character in a Square Enix game. Because, like, I mean, if you think about Square Enix in terms of its, like, main bread and butter games you know you got final fantasy dragon quest and kingdom hearts both dragon quest and final fantasy while they do have i guess recurring characters like the main characters are always really different and even in the like if you take the most the seemingly most common example cloud like like you you, you'd expect maybe cloud has the most games where he's the main character but Actually, you know, even in the Final Fantasy VII compilation, like, if you think about those games, what do you have? Crisis Core, that's Zack. You know, Vincent Valentine is the uh, main character of Dirge of Cerberus, and before Crisis, that's not Cloud as the main character. So, you know, there's, you know, Cloud does appear in a lot of games, but at least in terms of the world record, we're talking about main character, and... While Sora doesn't appear as the main character of all the Kingdom Hearts games, he does appear as the main character of more of them than pretty much anyone else. I think actually the like if if anybody is giving him a run for his money, not that he not that they are, but if anyone's close, it's actually Lightning because Lightning is the main character of both Final Fantasy Thirteen and Final Fantasy Thirteen uh, or uh, Lightning Returns Final Fantasy Thirteen. So. It's kind of interesting. Churro, what do you think about Sora being the, the, the main character or the most recurring main character of Square Enix? Like, it's that surprising, really not surprising to you? No. I mean, no really other Final Fantasy game has gone, you know, that long when it comes to sequels. You know, yeah. pretty much Kingdom Hearts is it's a saga. It's like, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, so, of course, I mean, Sora's going to be continuing being in there. So, I guess if you not really think surprising. about it, yeah, like, going off of that, like, being a saga kingdom hearts it really is even though final fantasy has more numbered titles kingdom hearts is it's like really the longest running series because it's the longest running like ongoing series like that's that's probably the best way to describe it like final fantasy is it's more of like uh i guess they would call it like a uh not not a serial I, I don't know, like in TV show terms, like for example, you have TV shows like, you know, shows like, uh, like shows like The Simpsons, for example. On The Simpsons, you know, each episode is pretty much a different episode. And, and like, there are some episodes that have some ties to others, but like for the most part, 
Like the Simpsons is is not a, this ongoing thing where there's an ongoing storyline. They're pretty much each of them s- separate things. So, you know, in a way, Final Fantasy is similar to that. Like each episode is a different thing. Each game is a different thing. At least that's the idea. And uh, Kingdom Hearts isn't like that. Kingdom Hearts is more like uh, you know uh, your your ongoing series, you know, Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad and those kinds of things where it's an ongoing thing. I know there's a term for that. I know one is a serial and the other one is something else. But uh, but yeah, that's the basic idea is that like you know you have certain games where each one is a different thing and you have other games you know like TV where they're ongoing and Kingdom Hearts is like their ongoing game and it's the longest running so yeah congrats to Sora um I guess like if if there was another ongoing like thing for Kingdom Hearts I guess like maybe the interesting question to ask is okay other than Sora who's been playable the most in the Kingdom Hearts series my guess would be Riku because he was playable in Chain of Memories, playable in Kingdom Hearts 2, playable in Kingdom Hearts 3, playable in Dream Drop Distance. That's four. So he's playable in four of the games. Uh, I guess Aqua, she was playable in at least three. Birth by Sleep, Birth by Sleep 0.2, and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 a little bit. Yeah, probably Riku. And then probably second would be Aqua... Mickey, I think he was only playable in Kingdom Hearts 2. He appears in a lot of them, but, you know, he's he's not actually playable. So, yeah, let's go with that. Riku it takes the second slot, and uh, Aqua takes the, the third slot. So, yeah, pretty awesome. Exciting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, if anything, I'm most surprised that there is a Guinness Book of World Records for games, because I didn't even know that was a thing that they had a specific thing for that but uh yeah interesting so yeah that's pretty much the news for this episode i know it's a little bit short for this time but hopefully we'll get more in the future uh in the near future uh next moving on to our question segment good news is we have a lot of questions so our first question is from peter greenberg and they ask with sora gone from this world do you think we'll ever get to go to the destiny island's main island do you even want to? What do you think is there? Um, honestly, I mean, like to explore it, I don't think so. But I mean the the main island of this island isn't really significant enough to be there, you know? Yeah. Because you know, with Sora gone now, it's like I don't think you know they're gonna end up you know being back at Disney Islands. Unless it's for, like, to kind of, like, come up with the game plan, but usually that's reserved for, like, Yen Sid's, you know, place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Like, unless there's, like, a specific flashback that Sora, uh, that uh, Kari or Riku have on Destiny Islands, but other than that, I don't really think so. Yeah, I think, like, you know, when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, if this was any other game other than Kingdom Hearts, I think Destiny Islands would be easy to incorporate, e- even if it's not, like, a super, like, action-packed area. You know, even if there's not, like, a lot of, like, big plot points that necessarily happen. Like, y- you know, in pretty much any other game, like, that kind of an area would work. But Kingdom Hearts is just, like... 
the plot is always going forward. It is always moving constantly. And usually that means that we only see things that are important that progress the plot forward. We don't get a lot of reprieve. We don't get a lot of like relaxed times, you know, in the plot. You know, there's usually no, yeah, there's really nothing like that in Kingdom Hearts all that often. You know, if this was a Final Fantasy, on the other hand, you know, look at uh, Final Fantasy X, for example, Besaid Island. It, on Besaid, there's really not too much that happens there story-wise. It's kind of like a small place. Yeah, there's the, there, there's the you know, the, the Cloister of Trials where Yuna can uh, summon the her first Aeon uh, Valfor. But in terms of, like, action, there's really no, like, boss fights or anything. There's nothing difficult there i mean you fight kamari a little bit but that's more other of like than, a training thing than anything other than that like uh, then they you know they added dark valfour oh yeah they added dark valfour yeah in, uh, and then, in the international added version something where you can get like a valfour second limit yeah yeah energy, re- energy rain energy beam or something like that but yeah but uh, so yeah, so, so, yeah but in terms thing. of like yeah in terms of it's incorporation with like the main plot there's really not that much with besaid island but for final fantasy it works you know it makes sense but for kingdom hearts the way they have it structured currently you know there's not a lot of time where we get to go back and you know let things settle you know the plot is just constantly going forward i think the one way that i could think of and it kind of goes off of what you said churro that could make Destiny Islands a bit more active and a part of it is perhaps, you know, maybe now that Sora is gone from Des- from the, the, the current realm of light that we know of, now that he's gone from there and is somewhere else, maybe uh, Yen Sid might decide, you know, since the may- maybe the next big mission for them is to bring Sora back. So if that's the case, then maybe he might set up shop in Destiny Islands and and move the mysterious tower to Destiny Islands and set up that being the main base of operations from here on out. But at the end of the day, why would he? You know, he's perfectly fine where he's at. (laughs) He's perfectly fine. Yeah, he's perfectly fine where he's at. It's more like maybe to get more closer to Sora, you know, maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's something there. You know, they can write it in. They can write it in. That's the thing. They have I, to I, write I, it in. I still believe it'll just be flashbacks because of them re- trying to remember Sora. You yeah. Know, what would Sora do? And then they would just have their own. Kind of like how, the you know, in Kingdom Hearts 3, right before the Keyblade Graveyard, you know, like they go back to the Islands for their own time together yeah. before, yeah. you know, the, the big battle. So it's like, you know, you, you would get like a cutscene, you know, of Kyrie probably meeting Sora for the first time or and then you know Riku doing something with Sora on the yeah. um, you know main island but that's only as far as I can see it happen you know what would be cool though is uh, speaking on that what if that was a playable thing what if you could have you know wouldn't it be interesting if we had a playable Kingdom Hearts game that was set back when they were little kids like I, I think that'd be kind of interesting. I, I mean, I don't know how it would work being an action game, but I mean, least, it doesn't have to have like and, action. It could just be like point A to point B and a points of interest, and then you know, yeah, kind of like an it, adventure cause, cause game. Because some, some games have that um, perspective of like uh, like a flashback of you know you have a, of a main character being 
a kid and then you know you're just there from point a to point b to see what happens you know the cause you know yeah. it's pretty much like cause and effect where yeah. you know and something may, happens i mean and, there's and affects it there's definitely parts of the past when it comes to the kingdom hearts characters that are still very relevant and still need to be explored more for example Kyrie and her first uh her her first time coming to destiny islands like that's that's a subject that will probably come up again because that's definitely a part of her past and you know they're kind of hinting at in kingdom hearts three a little bit that Kyrie's past may come up again because there's that one part where she was asked about uh like something about her past or radiant garden and she was like oh yeah i don't remember much from that time she like said that specifically so i mean it's a very small hint at the possibility of that and not only that there's a lot of questioning coming into you know answer the wise and his experimentation uh back in radiant garden and and you know as far as we knew you know he gave up really quickly but through Kingdom Hearts 3 you know with Ansem Seeker of Darkness and Xemnas they were kind of like poking and prodding Ansem the Wise and being like no you're hiding stuff like you did way more experiments and stuff like that you know Kyrie could potentially be one of those and you know her past could be you know kind of a thing and yeah I guess in that kind of a game then yeah the Destiny main island Destiny Island's main island would have a chance at that point but uh yeah in terms of uh like main plot stuff i'm with you churro i don't see it happening as a like a mainstay they'd have to really like work on it to make sure it's a relevant area a relevant location for the game but as of right now i don't see it happening but uh yeah moving on from there our next question comes from ryan fisher if sora riku and kairi were a party uh were in a party together how would you want them to balance having three Keyblade wielders in the party at once? Do you think having three Keyblade wielders at the same time is OP? No, because we've experienced it a few times in Kingdom Hearts 3. You had, yeah. you know, the battle between Terra and Vinitas. You had Aqua and Ventus and Sora. And then yep. you had, you know, you had Roxas, Xion, and Axel. And then Sora, she, uh, Sora Kairi, and and Axel. Then yep. you have Riku, Sora, and King Mickey against, you know, young Xehanort, Ansem, and Zenness. So, you know, it, it, it just really depends. It just, it happens. It just really depends on the, the balance of their attacks, you know, how they're programmed to respond, and how much damage they deal. Like, for example, once Roxas joins the fight against Saex, you know, Roxas deals heavy damage. Yeah, you know, so it just really depends on how scripted the bat they do. They have the battle, you know. Yeah, and and some some reactions it could be, you know, and, and in the case of non bosses, you know, the only way to make it them not OP is to raise the level of the boss of the enemies that you fight. Yeah, I think I think that's the key is that um, you know, with with the Keyblade wielders, you know, if they are supposedly supposed to be really strong, then you know, you know, for the for the for there to be a reason for them to all be together in these battles, then you know, you just make sure that the enemies are you know just as powered up. You know that there's a balance there. You know, I think another interesting way of balancing it is, uh, 
it wasn't so noticeable with how it was currently set up in Kingdom Hearts 3, but I think in the future, if they wanted to make this more of a, an interesting thing going forward, I think it might be nice if uh, if they gave each character a different, uh, like a more specific role in the battle. Like, for example, if Kyrie was more of a mage and more of a healer type, but also maybe like a healer and black mage at the same time, and then maybe... Riku was more strong attacks or maybe he was like more of a tank and he drew he draws aggro from other heartless and takes a lot of hits fine but then Sora's DPS but he's also kind of a glass cannon where he can be killed easily but he's very strong you know if they give that you know more of like an MMO balance to it where there's different roles and you know you're supposed to play your role like if if you do that then there might be more of an interesting thing because if you think about it isn't that what Sora Donald and Goofy are you know Donald's the mage he also heals Goofy's the tank he he does attacks but they're not that strong but the thing that he does best is having a lot of hp so you know, maybe not doing it specifically like that, but something along those lines could be interesting. And then, you know, having, you know, if you add in different, you know, reaction commands as well, like link link attacks uh, that you could do either with Kyrie or with Riku that are related to their skill set, you know, that could uh, make it even more interesting. But yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be on both sides. There's got to be balancing on how the relationship between Sora, Riku, and Kairi would be in terms of how they battle with each other. You know, they, they should be doing different things. Uh, if they're all doing the same thing, it's not so interesting. And then on the other side of the fence, like the enemies have to be stronger and they have to be better at dealing with Keyblade wielders. So, you know, there's that side of the equation as well. You know, you've got to handle it on both sides if you want to make that big of a change to the, the formula. And uh, Churro, if you want to take this next question... We have a, another question from Ryan Fisher, and they ask, was there going to be more to Skala at Kylum? Do you think Skala at Kylum is evidence of a massive cut content for Kingdom Hearts 3? So, um, I don't know if it's evidence of massive cut content. I think the only evidence that we might have is the fact that uh, Churro, back when you first saw the the uh, the library area and then the out exterior part of uh, Scala Ad Kylum, you know, it was clear they were already working on it back then, but it's not clear how it was supposed to be used really. Like you, like at least from what I heard from you and all the people that went there, like there was a shot of Sora in the, in the library area, but it wasn't like, I mean, we don't. There's nothing to say that that was intended to be an actual story experience that Sora was supposed to have. That's just like, for all we knew, that was just it, test footage. It's just, it's just a tech demo. All it was to yeah. show what they were working on and how it goes about it. You know, like from the beginning of the video of from his doing his drive for his yeah. form changes to his weapon, weapon changes to then to him. You know, to them unveiling Scala. You know, back then it was. I think you know people were saying it's called Cable Town, and then, and then from it zooming in from the outside all the way into the room, Sora walking through the hallway into the door, and then him walking across the library to the window where you know a chess set was. 
you know so okay so it, it was yeah, just trying to, to show off that the what they were trying to accomplish way yeah. back then in 2014 yeah which is i mean it's interesting i think that's one of the things is like it's so interesting that even back then they had like the concept for Skala and Kyla Marty like set in stone and that was I mean it was in most of the trailers if you really think about it like that that chess room that whole yeah. scene of them and playing chess that, there that was that was the year they switched over to Unreal too yeah cause, true um, that is cause in, tw- in the E3 2014 we just had that little teaser trailer bet- with the conversation between young Zaynord and young Ericus. Yeah. And then fast forward to later that year where we had that test footage. That was all unreal when yeah, you know yeah, that they they were just showing us what it would look like on, under unreal versus the teaser trailer that we got E3 2013. You and know, then also we running. had well the the E3 2013 one that was actually a little sneaky. They uh that was all pre-rendered. But at D23 in uh, 2013, it was like October-ish, something mm-hmm. like that. The The Japanese D2013, uh, or D23, that was real-time, and that was in, I guess, Luminous at the time, or whatever version of Luminous they were using. And yeah, then w- once we got to 2014 and the footage that you saw, yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was them finally moved over to Unreal. If I remember correctly, they had announced that they moved over to Unreal back in September, so around E3 time, or not E3, uh, Tokyo Game Show time, the TGS 2014, and then uh, in terms of Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine came out at GDC in 2014, so that would have been March, and I think they had already transitioned by the time they announced it so i think they probably got in on unreal engine for probably like around the time it was announced but maybe a little bit after so maybe around may so by the time you saw it churro that's probably about a half a year's work of them getting into unreal engine um you know but in terms of is this evidence of massive cut content i'm not convinced of that personally i think like i mean yeah of course you know you have to consider the fact that yes we did have that big town area outside that we went to that we we got to see and we got to actually play in it actually but it was only for a short battle but you know then donald says you know we'll visit it later or we'll, we'll explore it later. You know, he sort of jokes that. And that's kind of like, uh, I kind of feel like that's Tetsuya no more being like, look, we're just showing you this now. We'll explore it later. Don't worry about it. Like I, I took it more like that than as sorry, we didn't have time to add content here. I kind of took it more like we built this and we're going to use it in kingdom hearts three but in actuality, it's intended more for a future title. That's kind of how I took it. Uh, what about you, Churro? Did you feel like there was originally supposed to be content in Scala Adkylum, or do you think this was just a preview of things to come? I think it's a preview of things to come. I mean, with the hint of, you know, Daybreak Town underneath, you yeah. know, you, 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 would, you would think that, you know, Nomura's kind of like, you know, because because you know how Kingdom Hearts three is still an ending of one thing, but the opening of another. Exactly. You know, so, 
this is pretty much what he's doing for this is just giving us like a preview of what to expect and you know exactly. it's, it's, it's still adding to the mystery Nomura's always added like mystery of things you oh know. yeah and you know this is like a, a mystery of you know where young Zaynard and, Master- and young Ericus were from and yeah. all that so it's basically you know just one big thing I as for content within it I mean with this with a place that huge like what is there for you to really do? I mean, yeah, there's really not much there currently. Cause, like they, cause they, you're there, you're really there for a final confrontation with Master Zaynor. So yeah. it's like, you know, if they put something there that's not really, I mean, here you, I mean, here you have the cutscene, you know, of, you know. Zaynor finally completed the Keyblade and unlocking Kingdom Hearts, and then you have that conversation between Sora and his friends how, you know, Zaynor, it's, it's actually a portal, and blah blah blah, so like you know, he, he you have this big moment of Sora, Donald, and Goofy leading the charge to send, you know, Zaynor to the portal, and then you yep. going in it, it's like, then it's all of a sudden you're here, here in this huge thing and then you, and then all of a sudden you can find out you can do other things in his town that's kind of a a mood, you know, it ruins the kind of the mood that you're in. That's the way yeah. I look at it. It's because you're when you go in there, your first goal of mine is to try to defeat Zaynar because you know Kingdom Hearts is you know running amok with you know, you know, because you remember you're technically on a time limit. Yeah. You know because Zaynar just opened Kingdom Hearts and he's going to start a yep. purge. So there's really not doesn't make sense to have anything else to do besides confront him. Exactly. I think, yeah, it's also kind of like a, like you said, it's kind of like a change of pace and kind of like a, you know, it's kind of there to shock you almost because, you know, you start with, you know, going from the Keyblade Graveyard and then you appear in Skull Out of Kylum and it's this amazingly gorgeous, beautiful place, this land of like nothing but light. And it's like, wait, why is Xehanort going here? And it kind of like adds, you know, like you said, adds to the mystery. Why did Xehanort pick this place specifically? You know, it's such and a specific also, place. You have to ask yourself: Is that even the real Scala? Yeah, we just, don't know. You know, is 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 it just something out of Zaynort's you know memories that he chose to to? Because he said, "Of all the places to send me to, you send me here." So it's yeah. like, how did Sora know to send Zaynort there? So exactly. it's like, where where where's that connection, and where did that come from? And it's like, it, it it's just you know, to me, I just feel that it's just there because. You know, they needed a place to have, you know, Sora's last, yeah. last stand against Zaynor. You know, it's... Yeah, that's all about adding to the mystery. And, and speaking on that, you know, that whole deal with uh, Daybreak Town being under under the water. Like, that's, that's a huge thing. And that hasn't, as far as I know, that hasn't been touched on in uh, Union Cross at all. Not even a little. I mean, so, if, if they really wanted Scala to be playable, the, they would have either A have to send Sora there a lot earlier, or B, yeah. have a playboard, playable young Xehanort or young Ericus in a cutscene, or explore via cutscene. Yeah, which you I'm know. totally fine with, but, but yeah, the, I don't but, think... But the, but the thing is, is that during that time, you know, yeah. it's just them two playing the chess match that deciding, you know, who's going to win, light or darkness. Yeah. You know, and the and light or darkness is just, you know, Xehanort and Sora. Exactly. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, I just don't see this being necessarily for Kingdom Hearts 3. This definitely feels like this is part of 
the future story that Namora is trying to build into. And this is not necessarily what he was intending for Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3 story, I feel for the most part, was told. And I think anything that was caught, cut was a lot more clear. You know, things like, uh, you know, Twilight Town being so small. Like, that was probably, like, you know, again, it was more towards, like, funneling you down the path of this story rather than, you know, trying to build out the world so much. You know, he's trying to tell the specific story. And I think uh, for the purposes of telling the story, I think he kept most of that stuff in, but it was all the extra stuff. You know, for example, we didn't have an uh, Olympus Coliseum this time. We didn't have actually a lot of side content. It was mostly just main content, which understandable this is their first time in unreal engine 4 creating content at this quality level so in my opinion i think in terms of like the story side of things i don't think really all that much was cut or or at least it it's it did it uh, a complete vision was made that's the thing he's got a complete vision there it's fine but in terms of side content and super bosses and things like that that to me feels a little bit more cut back on because I feel like, and rightly so, I feel like they focused more on the main story for the first release of Kingdom Hearts 3. I think they were more mostly banking on the idea that with the DLC, which we now know is called Kingdom Hearts Remind, I think with the DLC they'll be more exploring that side content and giving us that kind of stuff in, as well. So I don't think Skull of Kylum necessarily is evidence of massive content i would say uh it's the beginning of yeah it's just the beginning of the future and i would say if you want to see actual evidence of massive cut content that's more along the lines of hey where the where the butts is uh olympus coliseum we went to olympus why didn't we go to the coliseum at all even though that was like a world there like that to me is more evidence of content than anything so, uh, yeah, moving on from there, our last question is, so what recent Disney and Pixar movies do you want to see in the Kingdom Hearts series? I personally am hoping for a world based on Coco. I second Coco. I think the Land of the Dead yeah. adventure is pretty neat. and, and, and So and, beautiful. Uh, beautiful. And it also teaches a good, you know, aspect of family. Oh, you yeah. Know, and it's like, you know, and here and we memories. Don't get to see and memories too. And, you know, we don't see much of Sora's family outside, you know, of his mom for one tiny yeah. scene in Kingdom Hearts 1. So it's like, you know, the ast- oh my God. going back to what you said about memories, you yeah. know, you know, how the, mem- uh, the memories of, you know, of, of a past, you know, of a loved one who passed away, you know, and if they are truly forgotten, then there goes their existence. You know, you know how kind of like how Sora went. You know, Sora just faded yeah. out from existence because he messed with time travel. You know, it's kind of like you know maybe honestly, it would be very interesting because you know how when Sora died at at the Keyblade yeah. graveyard along with his friends, yeah, that would have been an interesting aspect. You know, like what would what instead of going to the final world, what would happen if he ended up in the Land of the Dead? Okay. Yeah. As a world, you know what if been, what if instead of, a surprise. You, know, you know what if the land of the dead was the was the you know the starting and ending point of the that world instead of being you know in the land of the living, 
you know, the land of the dead is actually the world that takes place instead. Yeah, that'd be cool. I also had this, like, really crazy idea. What if Sora goes to Coco's world and then in the land of the dead, he just, like, encounters someone who actually died in his life? And what if it was, like, his Xehanort. father? What if it's like Xehanort? His father or Xehanort or... And what, if it was, oh, what if it was his mom? And he's like, Sora, you never came back for dinner. I died. I died of uh, waiting for you to eat your dinner. But technically, she's only waited for like a little bit over a year. Yeah. Oh man, what if what if what if Sora's mom just refused to eat the dinner because Sora wasn't there to eat it with her? It's like I'm not eating until you're here, and I died. Dang you, Sora. Something like that. I don't know. It's a little well. bit too out of the box. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Coco. Great, great idea. Uh, I guess also, you know, things like Moana. Like Moana is such an obvious one. Like I, it is, but honestly, specifically I, with Mo, specifically with Moana, like that's that to me is the next great opportunity for a big open world ship uh, one. Like, uh, like with pirates. Honestly, I would. I if Kari is ever a playable character, I think it should be her world to explore. You know what? I agree. Kyrie's a much if, better fit. If if they do like you know searching for Sora arc, you know it's like oh yeah, that'd be so Kyrie, cool. You know, Kyrie's like you know I when she meets Moana, she'd be you know helping Moana you know with the raft and stuff. And and when Moana yeah. asks her, you know, how do you know so much about this? And she would say, "Oh, I lived on an island myself." Yeah, so. that'd be so cool. And on top of that, like she's a princess of heart. Like it'd be cool if Kyrie like maybe did. uh a grand tour trying to meet like new princesses of heart like that'd be pretty the, cool yeah the, the new seven lights as they were you know revealed in Cameras yeah. 3 so that'd be pretty cool and obviously like Frozen 2's a thing and man Frozen 2 that's uh it's looking even more action packed than uh like man uh, like way obviously way more action packed than Frozen 1 so <laughs> Like, I think Frozen 2, out of all the Disney films that I've been seeing recently, that's probably the most dead ringer of, yeah, that's obviously going to be in Kingdom Hearts. It's almost like they're designing it for Kingdom Hearts. Like, it's that action-y. Like, that's they how crazy be. it is. I mean, I mean, uh, Nomura, I think, I don't know if it was Nomura's, you know, thing, or was it Disney's thing not to have them be a part of the battle, you know? Yeah. I th- I, th- I think it's leaning more towards Disney telling Nomura they can't have you know Elsa and Anna as party members, so instead they gave us you know the uh, what's his name Marshmallow oh uh, Marshmallow yeah but as yeah I party. think now with with as uh, actiony and active as Elsa and Anna are like I wouldn't be surprised if they actually were able to be uh, party members this time because yeah that that looks so cool the way that's going. Um, Oh, actually, a- another really great one. Uh, I just watched this again. Uh, Zootopia. Zootopia is such a great movie and really actiony, and it, that world is so beautiful and has so much variety. They uh, have what what animal do you think biomes? Uh, what animal would you think like Sora would be if he ended up oh, there? Oh man, uh, Sora. Man, Sora. He's got to be something short. Like maybe like a chipmunk or something, but uh oh the only problem with that though Oh I got it. Lion Sora. I was gonna say that. 
Lion Sora. I, I think a lot of people had that in mind. Like bring back, you know, Sora's like original. Like maybe yeah, Namara would do like design. a callback to his original that would design. That'd be so good. That would be the chance. That's the, that's the opportunity. I mean, he. I mean, he was already a lion once in the Lion King world, but like in but, but Zootopia, this time, gets, this time he gets to stand on his feet. Yeah, he gets to stand on his own two feet. So yeah, definitely Lion Sora. That that'd be perfect. But he's got He's definitely got to be a smaller lion cub because the thing is with Zootopia is in Zootopia one of their de- design philosophies is the fact that all the animals have to be like the right proportion. So if you're a giraffe, you're a really massively tall giraffe with a long neck and you're the actual size of a giraffe. And if you're a mouse, like you are like they, I was watching the uh, extras in there and they said one giraffe is 95 mice tall. That's what they said. It's like, so yeah, if, if Sora was ever a mouse in, in the Zootopia world, he would have to be like really that small. So it'd be pretty funny if Mickey Mouse came and he was like this really tiny mouse. Imagine, oh, man, imagine that was great. a world like like Mickey and Riku would go to, and Mickey just oh, doesn't man. change at all. Yeah, Mickey's just yeah. What's up? Just really small. So yeah, that that would be a good one. I I guess like yeah, in terms of like maybe Pixar stuff like Coco, Inside Out would also be great. Like there's so much opportunity with Inside Out, of course. Uh, I don't think did Inside Out ever get any uh, medals in Union Cross. I didn't think it did. Uh, I don't think so. I can't. I can't remember it. Um, oh, I, I do have an idea. Okay, this is a crazy idea though. Uh, this is kind of like. So I kind of felt like with the Big Hero Six world, right? The Big Hero Six world kind of almost felt, in a way, in a small way. Like, it was almost trying to act like a sequel to Big Hero 6, because, I mean, it does occur after. And, you know, you do get Baymax back, like the actual Baymax. That's crazy that they went that far. I don't think they would do that if they expected to get an actual Big Hero 6 sequel. But I was kind of thinking, you know, you know, with Tron, the Tron, the third Tron movie got canceled. But what if they... Were, I, I don't think Disney would ever allow it, but man, this is like pie in the sky, dream of dreams. What if Disney allowed them to have the script from that movie and actually make it in, you know, make it in, you know, Kingdom Hearts 4, so to speak? Because, you know, the Tron Legacy world sort of leaves it at a cliffhanger with Tron. Like, that's, a, that's one of our friends, and he got lost in the data. And, like, we need to... When you get Tron back, he's our friend. And unfortunately, with Tron 3 being canceled, that does not look like it's going to happen. But if Disney allowed Square Enix to take on that movie, the movie they gave up on, that'd be a pretty interesting way to tackle that. I don't know if... I, I'm positive they would never do that. But I think it'd be pretty neat. And it'd be a nice way to allow Sora, at least, to rescue Tron and... It'll be a good uh, opportunity for uh, Tron fans to see what that movie was supposed to be. But yeah, I don't think that would happen, but I think it'd be super cool. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our show for today. Our music for this episode is a really interesting remix. It's a remix of the Caribbean battle theme from Kingdom Hearts 3. It's like 
One of the only remixes from Kingdom Hearts 3 that isn't Face My Fears, Don't Think Twice, or Dearly Beloved. I tried really hard to find this, so I hope you guys like it. It's a it's a great cover. It's uh by Ferdic. That's Ferd as an F-E-R-D and ends with a K. And you can find him on YouTube. This is a symphonic metal remix of the Kingdom Hearts 3 Caribbean battle theme. You can find him on YouTube. Give him a shout. And, uh, yeah, the next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 29th of October, just shy of, uh, Halloween. Maybe we should do something Halloween-y on that. And, uh, yeah, as always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one! Yes. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion and send us your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, Churro, it is that time again. It is goodbye time. Yeah, we made it. We made it. Somehow somehow we made an episode out of uh, Nomura's birthday and uh, a bunch of questions. Uh, by the way, happy birthday, Nomura. Just one more time. Happy birthday. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully you got to go to Disneyland or something. I hope so. You know, it'd be great. I hope he goes to Disneyland and tries out some new, some new treats in Disneyland, so he can find new inspirations. Because, I mean, he did come up with a uh, sea salt ice cream from there. So, I mean, there's so much delicious stuff there. Oh my god! So it good. makes me wonder, since he works on Kingdom Hearts, does Namara get like a lifetime pass? Because I know that if you're like if you work for Disney or you get like a or you're yeah. a Disney executive, you get like a lifetime pass. I wonder. I hope so. I hope it's in his contract. They should give him a lifetime pass to Disney. That'd be so great. And also, do you do you ever wonder if uh, you know how Disney have their Disney Legends? Yeah, you know, for people who've you know either worked or do like as a voice actor, artist, programmer, musician, mm. etc. Do you think Nomura will ever would ever be considered to be a Disney Legend and be inducted in their Legend category? Uh, I I hope I hope he I hope he would, but. I kind of feel like he wouldn't because I kind of feel like, officially speaking, I think you have to be a Disney employee, which I think he's more in a, not a consultant role, but he's more of a collaborator with Disney as as opposed to an employee of Disney. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. got, you know, was inducted this year, you know, and he was, you know, Marvel act. He's a Marvel actor for Tony Stark. So it's like, if, you know, Robert Downey can be inducted it's like yeah why can't Nomura you know or Yoko Shimomura for working on the yeah. soundtrack I mean, of the games you know I don't think it's impossible I mean it's it's really up to Disney at this point like they, they have to decide you know what their criteria is and how they want to do it but I think I mean I think he definitely deserves it I mean, I mean he's, he's been, been working, working with Disney for, for so long you know 17 years now you know Robert Downey was inducted series you know and Robert Doctor Robert Downey was you know Iron Man for what um, of, yeah, almost since 2008 the same time. yeah so uh, like less than that so you yeah, know less than that yeah so, so I definitely think one day, he deserves it I don't know if he'll get it maybe one day when stops making Kingdom Hearts maybe they'll consider him yeah maybe so uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much our show so thank you guys for listening this far I'm Brandon saying goodbye And this has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.